Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very blown-out episode of the blown Mid- out. <laughs> Midgar Minute Podcast. Uh, I am Chris, joined as always by my lovely and faithful co-host, Nick. Nick, how you doing on this fine evening? Crushing it, dude. Crushing, Crushing it. it. Crushing, Crushing it as it. always. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on this episode, uh, this week, we feel like we wanted to get into uh, some of the... We've been talking about Rebirth obviously with the new trailer coming out uh, recently and stuff like that. We've been talking about it a lot, but we realized we didn't really talk too much about the combat. So we figured that we do like a specific uh, episode here where we talk about the combat and so, sort of other... Combating like, the, and gameplay. We'll yeah, talk the game about like mechanics yeah. and things like that um, that we kind of lightly touched upon before. But before we get into any of that, I want to give a huge thanks and shout out to our lovely, lovely folks at the Mosey Gang, uh, who yeah. give us one gill a month at the very least, or give us one gill one time, and uh, you can get into our Discord, where we uh, talk about a lot of stuff from Final Fantasy VII to uh, memes and music, and there's a bunch of stuff going on there. We do events sometimes, we come together, if there's like a gaming showcase going on, we come together and watch it. Sometimes it's great, we do some streams on there. Super fun. So, if you're interested in that, dear listener, uh, we have links in the episode description and in our uh, Instagram uh, at the .midgar.minute, um, which I've been a lot more active on there recently as well, uh, which I've been having fun with. But, uh, to thank some certain individuals, uh, those people being Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin... Jillian, Brienne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, Ryan, Petros, Matt M, Tyos48, Colton, Tone, Kimmy, Chris G, John, Flynn, Jim, Joey, Trey, and Carmen. Thank you so much, especially to Carmen, uh, and I will shout him out <laughs> at the end of everything, especially because he's the one that does our, our new uh, intro and outro music, so um, big ups to him, uh, Caps, I believe it's Capstone Audio on uh, YouTube. Uh, well, we have links for that in uh, the description as well, so if you want to check him out, show him some love, that'd be much appreciated, as much as we appreciate him and all the rest of you, even the ones that don't uh, do anything and just listen to us babble uh, for <laughs> an hour or so every couple of weeks. We appreciate you. We love you. And with that out of the way, um, yeah, uh, we don't necessarily... Uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember... You know, because we had talked about, obviously, we're going to get team-up attacks in Rebirth. And uh, I jumped out of my seat <laughs> when I saw that in the trailer. Because I was like, fuck, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. And I, I, the possibilities there are crazy, endless. Um, is everyone going to have a team-up attack? Are there only certain people that are going to have team-up attacks? We don't really know that yet. Honestly, I hope I got some I got some thoughts about that. I honestly the team up attack should be plentiful. They should mm-hmm. be plentiful. I mean look, you feel so should have one. Every, not only should everybody everyone. have one, every combination of characters, in my opinion, should have at least three, or else I am very, very disappointed. Because, dude, like, Yuffie and Sonan in the Intermission DLC, don't they have, like, three attacks? Yeah, like, there's different, yeah, there's different types uh, that they have. Yeah, they have a so few So I ones. want every combination of characters mm. to have at least three each. If you could squeeze in three team attacks for Yuffie and Sonan 
in a four-hour DLC, then you better believe I am expecting, right? We're talking about expectations. Mm. I am expecting Great expectations. That, I mean, hey, listen, the bar is high because it I believe is. in them. It's I believe their, in them. It's their fault. <laughs> it's their fault. They it's made a good fault. game. How, How dare, dare they? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How real. dare they make a good game? Those bastards. But for real, like I- I'm now expecting that every combination of characters get treated the same way as Yuffie and Sonan, if not more. They're lucky. They're lucky. I don't hold them to a standard of five. Okay, because mm. if you could do three for Yuffie and Sonan in a four-hour DLC, what's two more in a forty-hour campaign? Yeah, come on, you lazy bastards. So that's how I'm starting this off. Yeah, why not 10? Why not? Why, why not? stop there? Why stop there? Exactly. But no, I'm, I mean, I am being pretty serious here. Like, this, we were talking a little bit uh, in the pre-roll about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. And don't get me wrong, I personally love both those games. But we mentioned how the combat didn't really evolve between the two games. The weapon mm-hmm. system did, but the combat itself didn't. I don't want to feel like the combat is Remake Part 2. Final Fantasy VII Remake might have my favorite combat system ever, but I want to feel like Rebirth blows it out of the water. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I'm expect I'm not expecting just a retread of what we played before. I mean, I want this to feel not like a new combat system, but I want it to feel generational. Like, oh, this is the PS5 the version of Remake's gen. combat. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I feel like um, there's a pretty solid foundation there that they've laid. And we kind of, and I, I'm, I'm, as you were saying that, I'm thinking that, I mean, obviously, because we saw in the latest trailer, we saw that Cloud had an extra, or uh, another move, where he's like, you know, doing that side-to-side shuffle thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like people are, you know, the returning, you know, most of, well, I was going to say return, they're all returning. Uh, <laughs> all the party members are probably going to have different or, you know, added attacks uh, for their own individual selves, as well as obviously the team up attacks and stuff like that. But I wonder, because the way that they've sort of set it up with Remake and the DLC is kind of like the variation that you get from the combat is from the different characters, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, if you want, you know, someone, you know, who's going to do, you know, far away stuff, you have Aerith and Barrett doing that. Or if you want the close-up fighters, you have Cloud and Tifa. And then if you want Ariel, uh, and I guess Red also will be kind of... I want, I'm curious, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is that Red, since he's going to finally be playable in this version, I wonder how he's going to handle. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, there's each individual character, and I feel like this is one of my most favorite things about Remake, is that all the characters felt unique, you know, and mm-hmm. not just like, oh, I'm just mashing attack, and they're all doing the same thing. Like, no, they all felt differently. And, like, you you know, kind of like in older Final Fantasy games, when, <clears throat> like, Final Fantasy X, for example, you know, you have certain types of enemies, you bring out certain party members to, you know, specifically counter those enemy types. And I feel like they're kind of maybe setting it up a little bit more towards that, even though they already did a little bit of that. But now we have Yuffie, who is much better at the aerial combat and things like that. So I wonder if they might go a little bit further into, like, the strengths and weaknesses thing and kind of have your party composition, you know, because we, again, don't know still exactly what's going on with the combat because there is that one section of the trailer where... 
You have, uh, I believe it was Red, Cloud, and Barrett in the main party, but then in the background you see Tifa and Aerith, like, you know, in the, you know, just kind of <laughs> mean mugging in the background, like, oh, call me in, coach, call me in. Uh, so I wonder if there's going to be that sort of active switching stuff. And we were talking about also as well, like, yeah. there's those, yeah. those little, um, those little pips underneath the ATB bar. Uh, which I am thinking is just ATB stock, but they could maybe that's a specific resource for swapping people in and out. Um, which who knows? I'm guessing would also cost ATB as well. You know, like you can't just like do it for free, like how you couldn't like FF10. So I'm there's probably some mechanic attached to that as well. But um, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see what they can pull because there's so much potential there. There's so much potential, you know, obviously mm -hmm. you have like the team techs and the team up attacks and things like that, which is cool. But I want, like you said, I want there to be a little bit of an evolution because remakes combat is great. I think it's totally solid. Um, it's a, like a nice blend between action and like traditional RPG. And, you know, with, uh, FF, uh, FF 16, uh, been out now for like a couple weeks. Um, and there's been a lot of discourse about the combat in that game and what people prefer over the other. I mean, I like character action games, and I feel like it kind of, there might be a bit of a divide there, because I feel like there's a lot of people saying that they are not too much of a fan of 16's combat because it's, it's action-y, but it's not, like, too, like, I don't, it, a lot of people have a lot of different takes, but, you know, honestly, it feels like 16's combat feels like a blend a little bit between, like, kind of Kingdom Hearts-ish, but, like, a little bit more... It's, it's, it's Kingdom Hearts meets Devil May Cry meets Bayonetta. That seems right. to be the consensus. Yeah, and it's kind of, you know, it's different. It's obviously different for Final Fantasy. Like, I mean, you know, Remake obviously went a bit more of an action way, and 15 mm -hmm. also was a bit more action-oriented um, to a more, like, simplistic level, but... You know, I think that there is room here for them to, like, there is room to iterate. There is room to evolve and to, you know, not necessarily just pile on mechanics, but, you know, they can make it feel better, even though it, like I said, feels pretty good already <laughs> as, mm -hmm. as it stands. Um, but yeah, there's, there, it is brimming with potential. Much like the story of, of Rebirth, it, <laughs> the combat is also brimming with potential as well. Yeah, and again, like, when we talk about making this feel like a level up from, say, everything we played in Remake, the ability to swap out those characters is not only going to be, like, I almost feel like it's going to be necessary, right? Because Remake was able to kind of get around this by, in a sense, you know, splitting up the party where they could. Like, they found ways to use the story to split up the party so that when we had the four members of the playable characters together... We never felt like anybody got benched, right? Everybody kind of got split up. You even see it in the final battle. However, you're not really going to be able to pull that off in Rebirth in this whole endeavor we're getting into now. So to me, it's like, I actually think a system like that is going to be necessary in oh, order to pull this off. They could absolutely yeah. not do like what they did with Red in Remake and be like, oh, like he's there, but he's just on autopilot. Like they, I don't think they'd be able mm -hmm. to do something like that again if they... You know, going forward, as we get the rest of the party, 
you know, it'd be weird if it's like, oh, hey, Sid's here, but, you know, he's just going to be over here poking some dudes, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. It, it, the thing that also I was thinking, because of 16, uh, there's going to be a lot of references to 16 because it's just it's on our minds, but mm-hmm. um, the way that 16 handles that, where it's like you have party members and they kind of, they are off doing their own thing and they're helpful because when you think of like autopilot party members, right, you think, okay, are they actually being effective? <laughs> are they actually doing yeah. anything that is going to help me? And like in 16, they absolutely do. They, they're, you know, if it's, um, you know, they have like a, like an elite enemy type and then there's, you know, and then, you know, a couple of goobers, you know, they'll handle the goobers while you're focusing on the elite type guy and, you know, then they'll, they'll be done with them and then they come help you out with the big guy and it's like, oh, I like that. I like the way that they've handled it and kind of still had the party feel, but have it be more, you know, focused on Clive and like you're you're never taking control of other characters. I mean you can issue issue commands to Torval and you know stuff like that, but it's mainly you're you're playing as Clive and you're controlling Clive like a hundred percent of the time. You know, you're not really going around. So like there are certain aspects of it and like I, I have a pretty good like memory of you know playing through remake and being like there was never a point where I'm like what are you doing, Tifa? <laughs> what do you, you know what I mean? Like, there's never like, you know, sometimes they may do a little bit of like, you know, the, the standing around like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm over here. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm Aerith with my stick. I'm just hanging out over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but like they, they felt like they were pretty active and like, you know, the AI was pretty good. So I could see them, um, you know, continuing that and being a bit more, you know, just bring it in, make it a little bit more focused and, you know, having even just the idea of having, you know, party members to switch out on the fly seems like even that is like that added level of complexity that I feel like was missing from Remake mm-hmm. because, you know, you have, you know, the, the way that they had everything set up where it's like your main combat, but then you had the, uh, I, I don't, I'm sure they had a name for it, but you know, when you're, when you're looking through the menus and everything slows down. I'm, I'm just remembering that the E3 show and the, the, the guy's like, Oh, for, I forgot what he called it. It was like oh, real time battle mode or some, something like that. <laughs> it's like active time lore, but for fights or something, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of that same, I like, I like the way that they set up and the pacing of the combat also was really good, especially once you got the hang of things and you could just, you know, you're kind of swapping in, in and out between stuff, and, you know, you don't really have to do a lot of the fumbling, but they give you, you know, they give you ample opportunity to fumble, which is nice, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of potential there for, you know, they could bring, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other stuff. And I'm, I'm, I also, it's funny enough, I, I am also kind of reminded a little bit of um, Crisis Core's, uh, the DMW system, and thinking like, oh, like it'd be not not necessarily the roulette aspect of it, but you know the the team attack parts. Like, I wonder. I know I'm like going all over the place right now. But. No, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, like, is that going to be like a limit break situation? Are we going to have new limit breaks? Are we going to have the same limit breaks here? Or I'm expecting it, dude. I'm yeah, expecting it. I, maybe... I, I want limit breaks. You know what I also want on top of limit breaks? Give me 
when just in the spirit of talking to those team attacks earlier, give me like a big special move I could save up for where the whole party yeah. does one big attack. Yeah, dude. I would love that. I would love a full like a full party team attack that costs mm-hmm. like six ATB or something, you know, some crazy <laughs> So kinda like you know like how the summons would come out, you know, in those bigger boss fights, you know, and have yeah, that, man. That, that little extra bar, just have like a, a team synergy bar or something that fills up gradually over like a big fight. And then you could just have a big old cinematic, you know, everyone's doing something and then, man, imagine the potential of that, and then having to do that for every possible combination, also. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, uh, damn, that's a lot of work. So, uh, I would love it, but don't kill yourself. That guys, one isn't please. a must. Like compared to <laughs> compared to some of the other stuff I brought up, that last one isn't a must. That one's a little bit more of a beg. But yeah, that'd be like a, be that's cool. a cherry on top moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think you know it's not it's not just going to be the ones that we saw in the trailer. You know, like, I think, at the very least, there's going to be one per per combination of party members, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think, um, if you think back to, like, Chrono Trigger, where, you know, this idea sort of stemmed from, I feel like, for a lot of people, and being like, oh, yeah, we could use, you know, they, there were certain party members that had specific attacks, and then other like combinations of party members would have like more generic versions. I kind of hope that they don't do that. I kind of hope that they, mm-hmm. like you said, put in that like little, and it doesn't have, they don't all have to be super flashy. Like the ones that we saw in the trailer, like they could be some, you know, like, Oh, like a uh, cloud launches red off of the buster sword and like, just like throws, <laughs> just, like throws them at the enemy or something. You know, it doesn't have to be, we don't need dynamic camera movements for all of them. Uh, it'd be nice, but like like you were saying, it's like it, it would be cool just to have that for everybody. So that because I feel like if it's not like that, and if it is only certain characters have these these moments, then you're kind of limiting yourself. Or I feel like I would be limiting myself to be like, all right, well, I'm not going to have this team composition, which I guess kind of happens now that I think about it. I feel like that kind of happens anyway. With a lot of uh, Final Fantasy games, because, like, you know, uh, for FF10, for example, it's like, you, after a certain point, once you have everybody, you kind of have your party, right? Like, you kind you kind of have, like, the, the, you know, you have, like, your three people that you mainly use, right? And then you'll, you know, oh, alright, I'll bring in Waka to deal with the flying enemy or whatever. You know, you have, like, certain things, like, you'll bring certain people in, but you kind of have your, your main group of people, right? So, I'm curious how they're going to approach that here and have it be like, oh, get like, are they going to give us incentives to constantly change the party out? You know what I mean? Aside from, because, I, again, I don't know if it's going to be like a, like how it was in Remake, where it's like the story is going to dictate who was around at the time and, you know, people get split up and, you know, do their own thing. Which, by the way, now that I think about it, I would love to have more segments where it's just one character. You know, like in that the chapter mm. of, of Remake where we just play as Barrett, mm-hmm. and there's no no other t- party members or anything, and I'm like, I would love to see that more with other characters, because there's not really... Because most of the time, you're just you're controlling Cloud, you know, walking around, you know, the overworld and stuff like that. 
and then you obviously can switch between people in combat, but, like, when you're running around the overworld, you can't control Tifa or Barrett or Aerith, you know? Like, I would love, you know, obviously, like, combat-oriented things where it's just, you know, characters being solo. But I would also, like, I think we had talked about it, too, on a previous episode, that we would want to see, you know, take control over characters during, like, the, the overworld stuff as well. Because I, I, not, I feel like well, it wouldn't no, really... I was. No, go well, ahead. All, all I was going to say is I, I'm actually kind of vibing with this. I want the ability to choose who my overworld leader is. Like, mm. Remake, what I like is they got to choose your party leader. And I used to love. Right. Love making Barrett the party leader and then just leading off with overcharge. Mm-hmm. Starting every battle that way. You do overcharge, you pump up his ATB, I put on his defensive, his defensive ability. So he just becomes a rock. It just. I love that. I would love to just choose who my overworld character is. You know? Yeah, it's a small like, ask, but like I, I don't know. It's it's available in some other Final Fantasy games. I right. I don't see why they can't do it here. And I feel like the only reason that they wouldn't do that is because anytime that you're talking to somebody like and I guess they could just work around it by like anytime you talk to an NPC or uh, you're in a cutscene or something, it just switches back to cloud, right? Like because he could still be in the party, right? And then you could just be like, oh, well, let me, you know, just, mm-hmm. they just swap the models around and be like, okay, here you go. Here's the, for the cutscene, you're going to be that. I mean, it'd be a little janky, sure, but, you know, there's not really, I don't, I don't think there could be like a real intuitive way for them to like be able to, because they're not going to record lines of dialogue for everybody, for every like NPC interaction, right? So they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, probably limit it to that, but, I mean, it doesn't really. I don't know. Like, I feel like there there is potential there that they could do something like that and have it just literally be like, oh, if it's in a cutscene, you're cloud I'll, always. But you know, when you're walking around the overworld, I don't know. Sometimes it's fun to be like, oh, I'm Tifa running around. Look at me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, you know, there is a certain uh, appeal there for sure. Um, so I think that's a doable thing for them. You know, I think that's something that wouldn't. You know, I mean. I guess, aside from, like, weird, like, mechanical stuff like that, maybe, I don't know, because, you know, obviously Cloud is, like, the, he's the, he's the main boy, right? He's the, he's, he's our, our main, main boy, and, uh, you know, you kind of, I feel like controlling him all the time lets you build that connection to him, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, you're, I'm controlling this guy, and I've been controlling this guy the whole time, and, you know, you know, obviously outside of, you know, separate from combat where you can control anybody but you know for all the main story stuff you're 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 the one moving cloud around and there's got to be something obviously about you have that connection with the character right that you're controlling and you know you can kind of slip yourself into them a bit more and you know even though cloud is not necessarily a you know not like one of those protagonists where i feel like you could easily slip into like some you know some games obviously like to go a little bit harder in that route of being like oh this person just doesn't talk and you could just they're literally just like a blank avatar for you to you know like street fighter 6 a great example (laughs) they're just like oh your your creative freak is uh you know (laughs) your 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 uh your insert in in this world and they, they don't say anything but you're you know you're meant to just kind of play along with it or whatever and you know i think I don't know how much that would help or hurt the uh, immersion aspect of that, you know, being able to switch out and stuff. I feel like it would still be the same because, you know, 
I, and speaking as, you know, Final Fantasy VII fans, I feel like we're pretty connected to Cloud already. You know, like, even if I'm not controlling him directly all the time, I don't think that would affect my connection to him, right? Uh, you wouldn't think so, at least, but... Right. I, I definitely know that there's definitely something to that. Like, again, not I'm not a game developer, designer, or anything like that, or a psychologist, <laughs> but, you know, there's got to be something there of, like you specifically controlling this character and then you ha- you develop a connection by controlling that character for, you know, the course of a game or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some, you know, I, I'm like pulling this out of my ass at this point, but <laughs> you know, I feel like maybe that is something that they could consider and as to why they wouldn't allow you to switch people in the overworld, but I don't know. I think I might be over-explaining or... <laughs> overindulging myself in this uh, thought process a little bit, but no, I, I think it's it would be nice, it would be cool it'd be nice little, you know thing of being like, oh yes this is a, this is the next game, you know like, little tweaks like that, I feel like there's not really too many things, like, aside from the party switching and the team up attacks and things like that, like there's really, like like I said before, like, they, they really kind of nailed it, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. they really, like, the world is their oyster at this point. Like, they could just, they could literally do anything. And as long as it doesn't make what is there worse, they can kind of do whatever they want at this point. I, even if it's not, like, crazy, like, I know you're saying, like, you want it to feel like, oh, this is a natural evolution. And I feel like it will be. But even if it wasn't, I would still be okay because of how good it was in Remake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain if I have more Remake to play. And, you know, they've shown us enough that there's going to at least be some differences. But, you know, again, I came away from Remake going, huh, that might be my favorite combat in a video game ever. Mm. I, I want to come away from Rebirth feeling the same way. You know? Yeah, again, yeah. Hey, they're the ones who put these high expectations out there, okay? They're the ones who decided to make... Because, um, you know what, the thing... And I think more playable characters is going to feed into this, too. The thing I love so much about Remake... And if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say this before. But it's like, at the press of a D-pad, you could feel like you're playing a completely different game. You know, mm-hmm. at the press of a D-pad, you could be playing a hack and slash with Cloud. At the press of the D-pad, you could be playing a beat-em-up with Tifa. At the press of a D-pad, you could be playing a shooter with Barrett. At the press of a D-pad, you could be playing as a white mage with Aerith, who has long-distance magic attacks. Like, it's just so well done, and it kept the game fresh throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's like they almost, even though we're adding Yuffie... And we're probably going to add Sid and Vincent. I almost feel like we can't be too reliant on that because there right. is going to be some overlap between those characters, right? Um, but by adding some of these other things that we've talked about here today, you can create just, to me, they have the opportunity of just creating the freshest, most versatile combat we've ever experienced in an RPG. You know? Like, we're oh, talking yeah, about seven playable characters, dude. Maybe more. Let me Let me round them off. Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, Barrett, Red, Sid, Vincent, Yuffie. Okay, we're looking at eight playable characters in an action RPG. What is this, goddamn Dynasty Warriors? Like, (laughs) they have a chance to do something really cool, man. You you know, you say that, I would love a Final Fantasy Warriors game if they ever decided to do one of those. That there's a lot of potential there for that. 
I got sixty. Bu- I got sixty bucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Square and Omega Force, if you're listening, you can have that one for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm just thinking because you know we already have uh, a little bit technical overlap, I guess, if you think about it. You know, but like the way that they have it right now, because you know, like when Vincent comes into play. It's like, all right, is he just going to be another shooty guy? Is he going to be, mm-hmm. you know, is he going to be like a blend between Yuffie and Barrett where he does like all the acrobat? Because I'm thinking of Dirge and how they. Well, don't forget, he's got his, he's got his uh, transformation too. Right, right. I he wonder how they're like going to handle that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's another thing. And it's like in, it's funny because like it makes me think about in like OG and I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, Vincent's cool, but like he doesn't really have anything that's like any better than what anyone else is doing. So I hope that's not a problem that they have going forward of like, I want every character to feel like they have a purpose and like, you know, obviously it'll come down to like who you prefer, uh, you know, gameplay wise and who you prefer just like, you know, I guess personality wise or whoever, you know, and like, I would rather it be based on that instead of being like, Oh, well, Sid doesn't really do anything functionally different from anybody, so I'm not going to really have him in my party all that much. Aside from, you know, I like Sid and I want to have him in my party. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that they kind of continue what they've done with all these other characters and give them all these unique sort of um, characteristics and, like, traits in their combat to make it be like, oh, okay. Because, so, like, you know, we were saying um, on the one of the last episodes that, like, you know, Yuffie is really great at aerial combat, right? So I would love if, now that Yuffie is going to be included, that maybe Cloud and Tifa are not as good at it. You know, because they kind of, they had to be. They had, it's just for utility purposes in Remake, because you're not, you don't always have, you know, a ranged character to, you know, deal with stuff. Sometimes. Not, not you know, usually you did, but sometimes you didn't. And that was the times when it felt you know, a little extra, like, eh. you know, like when you're, and I know Barrett's in your party, but when you're going through the, uh, the wreckage of Sector 7 and you're on the upper side and you're on those, like, <laughs> those really, like, thin, like, catwalks and stuff, and then you're fighting flying monsters, and then it's just like, all right, well, I mean, I guess you could just control Barrett throughout all that whole part, but in practice, that's not entirely you know, it's not really fun, <laughs> you know, right. in a lot of ways, because you're like, oh, I have a whole party here at my disposal, and then it's like, you know, I don't necessarily want to just control Barrett in this moment, so I, actually, yeah, maybe I'm turning back on what I said now, so maybe, I don't know, I, like, I want everyone to have their own specialty, but I don't want it to be, like, to a point where you're, like, fucked if you don't have a certain person in your party at that moment, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, your your team comp really fucked you up on this one, <laughs> you know, or something. I, I don't. Hopefully, and that, I'm sure that is another thing that they're thinking about, also of like how, trying to balance it all in a way that makes sense and that it is fun and that it's not like too. Um, I don't. I, I don't know exactly how to word it, but you know. <sighs> It's, it's, it's hard. Actually, like, now I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's, I, I can't imagine what they must be <laughs> going through, uh, in the offices over there, trying to work out how exactly to do this, because I could easily see it being like, alright, well, 
if red doesn't have a lot of uses, then I, you know, everyone's been playing as all these other characters for this time. Like I, I want, I want there to be a good reason to have red in my party other than he's cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess that would, that's what it ultimately boils down to. But then I don't want them to go too hard. Cause I was thinking of like, Oh, you know, you have, you have red and Yuffie be really good at aerial stuff. Cause they're agile. Right. And then, you know, have, you know, Tifa and Cloud could still do aerial combat, but they're just not as good. You know, maybe they only can do, like, a basic string, whereas Red and Yuffie can do, like, combos and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I I want there to be, like, a little bit of something. Other than just, like, oh, Barrett does more damage to the flying enemy because he's using bullets. You know, like, things like that, which is fine at the end of the day, but, I don't know. I want there to be just a little bit of, I don't know, put a little... Something a little panache on there. <laughs> I, I'm, little man, panache. I'm really. <laughs> I hope Bro, that's. Have you been, in the, have you been reading the, the dictionary, document. dude? Like panache. <laughs> like I'm sort of like put like I don't know like a little, nice little spin on it or something and, instead of just. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking like man, good thing I didn't write I didn't write the uh, design document for this game. So like hey you know just have them do stuff and have it be with panache. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, I, I, and I'm still like, again, I'm still, am going to be of the mindset of, even if it's not that radically different, I'm not going to be that upset because it's, it's good. They, they got it. They, they, they done did it. So they just, you know, put, just, you know, you can just add these little pieces there. And then also we got to think that there's a whole other game that has to come after this that they also probably have to add stuff to as well. So and, I mean, I who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, they have Remake be the foundation, and then Rebirth adds, like, the team-up attacks and all these other little mechanics, and then maybe they don't add anything for the third game, and then they just, you know, that's when they're focusing on adding, like, you know, Sid and Vincent and stuff, although, ah, it's hard to, it's hard to say exactly, because it's like, are, are we gonna see them in this game? Are we going to mm-hmm. see Sid at least? Like, is that? I mean, we saw the we saw the High Wind, on, uh, you know, at Junon. So, we're like, mate, eh? are we even? Is Sid even going to be a party member? Is he just going to be, you know, the guy in the in the boat? Yeah, we <laughs> the have guy heard in the some, ship. We have heard some rumors that Sid might get axed in exchange for making him like the Nav. And right. I'm not necessarily opposed to that, so long as. Sid as the character doesn't get left out of the journey per se. Like, all right, right, you guys go down there. I'm gonna hang back on the ship. I don't know. Um, I uh, do. I don't know. I think I think Vincent is a shoe in because he, you, you know, you get to sit, you get to Vincent much earlier than Sid. So I think Vincent is a shoe in for this game, especially since they introduced Deep Ground already. Like, you can't right. introduce Deep Ground and remake, yeah, and then no. not get Vincent involved in Rebirth. Yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, Maximilian. As much as he would love for uh, Deep Ground to just be a reference in Intergrade, <laughs> uh, I don't think that that's a thing. You're totally, you're totally right. And you know what? It's funny. I wonder because I, I could see them all joining up at some point, but it'd be interesting if like there's a whole chapter of the game where like you just play as Vincent, right? And like you're mm-hmm. just playing as him. Kind of going back to what we were saying before of having like the you know, more chapters and, and parts of the game where you're playing as just one character, that would be cool. And then, you know, if he had some extra mechanics or something like that, 
you know, maybe if he's solo, he has some extra stuff in and maybe it plays a bit more, uh, I, maybe this is too crazy, controls a bit more like Dirge, where it's like a bit more of an actual shooter, but I feel like that's a little bit too drastic of a change, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's too much, like, because, you know, we were saying before, like, oh, you know, you get, like, oh, the press of the D-pad, you, you're playing, like, as a shooter with Barrett, but it's not really, you know, you're not, like, actually, like, there's not a reticle on the screen that you're aiming around, you right. know? And I wonder, you know, and I think that there's potential there for Barrett and Vincent, you know, they could have some attacks that you can physically aim. I would love to see more of that, actually. I would love to see more active abilities where you actually have to aim stuff or you have to, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of, like, timing stuff there already, but, you know, I would love to have, you know, like, you know, Cloud, you know, does his, like, uh, his stabbing move or something. Like, I would like to be able to aim that. Like, that'd be cool. Like, not not forcing it upon you necessarily, but, you know, give the ability or if you, you know, if you want to, you can do that and maybe get a little extra damage or whatever, you know, something, I don't know, like a sort of like a, you know, like a manual input mode or something, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like you could just have it play out normally and automatically and you just lock on to whoever you're targeting and that's whatever. But I don't know. I think for some of the other, like maybe, you know, maybe not the melee characters, but you know, Aerith, Barrett, Vincent, like, they could have stuff that you're more physically kind of aiming and, like, doing stuff. And I just, I don't know, I feel like that could be more engaging, right? Like, I think there's mm-hmm. potential there for that. Um, but yeah, it's, hmm. And I'm, it's, there, there's, there's so much, there's too much, you might even say, of <laughs> possibilities there that they could go in these and... Yeah, I my main my main desire for the for the combat of rebirth is to just you know, have it feel good and don't don't have other party members feel inferior just because of like they don't have purpose. You know, I I don't want any I don't want any party members getting shelved because they are not useful. You know, cuz that always feels like a bit of a waste, right? Because, like, you're going to have this whole-ass character in here. And, you know, you can get away with that when back when it was, like, a traditional RPG. Because that's all just, like, oh, it depends on who has what materia and what stats and things like that. You know, so it's not, you know, that I don't feel so bad keeping Yuffie on a shelf. Because it's, like, she doesn't, you know, or, like, you know, like Riku in 10. You know, like, I'm, not, I'm never going to steal anything. I'm like, unless I come up <laughs> against a robot enemy, we're not. <laughs> you are staying on that shelf, Riku. I don't care. You know, and then I'll regret it later on when I'm forced to use you and you are severely underleveled. And then <laughs> got to start the game over again. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I hope there's no scenarios like that. I feel like it's been long enough. I don't think that we... There's no hard lock scenarios here, but... I don't know. Like, I love all these characters, and I would love to use them in this new engine in this new story and I just don't want to be like uh, I'm not going to use this character just because they don't you know, whatever. You know, they don't feel different enough or they don't feel fun to use. That would be the biggest crime is if any of these characters don't feel fun to use uh, that would probably be the biggest sin that this game the game could cause, I think, <laughs> at any point. It's like I, if there's at any point where I, it doesn't feel fun to use a character then I will know they have fucked up. But until then, 
I don't think they could. <laughs> I mean, look, they're already they're already five for five, right? Like you have the four from remake, and then you have Yuffie, who Yuffie might be the most fun. Yeah. Gonna need gonna need some more time with her, uh, and they might want to nerf her because they made her so powerful Jeez. in intermission. Just because, like, mean, of course, she had to be your one party member, so yeah, she had to cover. I think, yeah, all I of think that. that's why. Yeah, she she was definitely a little bit overpowered, and uh, you know, I'm curious. Yeah, is she gonna have like all the kit? You know, is she gonna have all the moves that she had in uh, in intermission? Like, are they are they gonna like? You know, maybe they might consolidate some stuff or, like I said, you just make some certain stuff less powerful <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> she'll have a, a party with her to, you know, kind of spread the love around a little bit. But, yeah, I think that is purely just because she was, you know, it was like you and Sonon and Sonon wasn't really like he was, again, was just kind of there doing his own thing mm-hmm. and then occasionally would, you know, throw you with a stick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, beat, beat on a guy with you at the same time. Um, which I mean, that too. Like I, you know, it's funny. We were talking about this th- this whole time, and we're talking about like all oh, these big cinematic moves. Honestly, a lot of stuff that they could do, they could have a lot more of those like synergy moments without having it be a cinematic thing, right? Like I feel like they could do that with the other characters too. Like I wouldn't, I would definitely wouldn't mind like, you know, like we see, you know, like Barrett, you know, is like shooting somebody, and then like you know, Yuffie like air juggles them or something, you know, like, like combos them in the air. Like there's, I, I don't know exactly what they could do with that, but I feel like, you know, kind of like how they had those certain things with Sonon, uh, if you had that with Sonon in the, the DLC, I feel like there's potential there to have like those, like not as cinematic ones that we saw in the trailer and just have like other little synergy moments together, you know, like I think there's potential there mm-hmm. for something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think um, you know this is not this is not us being worried <laughs> about any of this because I feel like you know there's obviously new stuff. There's obviously going to be some like tweaks and changes here and there, but there it's we're pretty we're locked in. I'd say we're locked in at this point. <laughs> I, I would say so too. But um, I guess you know. I guess to, because, you know, we kind of wanted to, obviously wanted to talk about, like, the combat stuff, but also, uh, I guess we should talk a little bit about um, exploration and how that's going to be handled. Yes, because, and how the map is all opened up now. Yeah, now we have a open world, quote, air quotes, uh, <laughs> the sort of thing of, like, you know, and, and playing through 16 and anyone who else has been playing through 16... I feel like in the back of their mind has been like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be like how it is in Rebirth. And from what we saw in the trailer, it feels like it's going to be very similar, where you're going to have those, you know, you're going to have your hub towns, you're going to have, you know, you'll have like the Chocobo farm, right? But then you have the rest of the area around it to explore, and, you know, there'll be people to fight and, you know, chests to open, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> and, you know, because I think I, I, the real indicator to me that they are going to be focusing a bit more uh, and have it be a bit more worthwhile, I guess, is that in the trailer you see that there's a, there's a button to call your chocobo, right? And, and just, the, mm-hmm. just the fact that you are riding chocobos at all uh, should already be like, okay, so th- it's not just like you're traveling down a road. 
You know, you're not you're not just you're not just going down a straight path to your next destination with maybe some little rooms off to the side. Like, no, there's going to be, you know, relatively big. I don't know how big they're going to be, but like, you know, I'm playing through 16. Like, some of these zones that you're in are pretty huge. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in there, and you know, it doesn't feel there's at no point does it feel um, like there's just space there with nothing because even. Because it's it's something that I had said about fifteen, and I feel like I've brought that up here on the show before. It's like fifteen just feels there's a there's too much open world. It's like too vacuous. There's too much stuff there with nothing there. And like I get it, it's kind of part of the aesthetic, I guess, of the world. At least in that first area that you're in, um, and it's like a desert. So like yeah, of course there's not going to be a lot of shit in the desert, but. Uh, you know, it doesn't, um, 16 doesn't give me that feeling, even though there are certain areas where it's like, oh, this is just a a grassy plain, right? Or it's a forest or something like that. But it still feels like there's, I don't know, it feels like there's still a lot of, um, personality in there. And I I mean, it also doesn't hurt that they are pretty generous about sprinkling enemies about. So it's not like you're, you know, like you can just run past all of them, but you know, if you did need a little bit of stimulation, you could just, you know, all right, let's just get off the chocobos and beat up some spiders or whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's get off our chocobos and kill these other chocobos. Um, which, by the <laughs> way, uh, I do my absolute best to not fight any chocobos in sixteen because they are. I often forget that they are wild animals, and like, of course, you would run into them in the wild, and they would be kind of aggressive, but. I don't know, I just never thought about it, I guess, because I've always seen, like, the, you know, domesticated ones. It's like, you know, you see, like, a wild horse, even though, I, uh, you know, a horse would not, probably wouldn't start kicking your ass for no reason if you saw mm. one out in the wild. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's that same thing of, like, oh, I just, I never really thought about it. But, um, you know, chocobos, uh, you know, are very cute, and I don't, I don't like hurting them. But if they were ugly, I would maybe not feel as bad. That's my bias. You know, That's my toxic trait. <laughs> Is that I, I feel bad about I feel bad about hurting things if they're cute. <laughs> but if you're not I mean eh. I think that's I think that's a natural human compulsion. Yeah. I feel like if you didn't have that you might be a sociopath. That I think so but, too. And yeah. that, you know, hey, that's I think that is very human of like, oh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the cute stuff made it through evolution, right? Because, you know, all and all the ugly stuff for the most part, didn't <laughs> because it's like mm-hmm. if, if humans find you uh, cute and whatever uh, you know approachable, <laughs> I guess um, you know they'll keep you around. But you know if you're if you're <laughs> ugly, if you're you don't. Serve if you're ugly, for, tough fucking luck. If you're ugly and you don't taste good, goodbye. You're not. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> there's no reason. For, <laughs> leave the server, please. Uh, <laughs> leave the the life life cycle server, please. Um, but yeah. uh, to bring us back into the exploration, here's what I want. I'm not sure we'll get it, but here's what I want. I want first of all, we've seen through the trailer with some of the markers. The map is going to be freaking huge. Yeah, and massive. that's a great thing. But yeah. what I want is like I don't want. Like, I trust the hubs are going to be awesome. I trust Gold Saucer, Junon. Like, all these are going to be amazing to walk around and explore. Cosmo Canyon. Like, I have faith in that. What I want is, like, give me a bunch of caves and random, like, either little villages or outposts. Where it's like, we don't... I I want it to be something that the story doesn't take us to. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't want the only places worth exploring to be the places where the story takes me. Create a bunch of these little, like, like I said, tiny little caverns or maybe little outposts or maybe just these little things that are worth, hey, this has nothing to do with the story. This has nothing to do with my mission, but I want to go in there and see what's up, you know? Yeah, and, you know, there are... um... To, to reference 16 again, there's a lot of those things that you see, like you'll be looking at the map and you're like, oh, this little kind of area off to the side. And you're like, hmm, there's probably something there. I mean, mm-hmm. especially like in the earlier parts of the game, you know, a lot of the times there isn't stuff there. But as you get further in the game, it's not really a spoiler, um, but you unlock, um, they're basically like bounties for like these uh special monsters that you can go out and go and there are certain there's certain areas that you go and you're like oh i'm definitely fighting something here even if it's not here right now and there's been a few times where i'd just be exploring the map and would get to a certain area that's like super off the beaten path and then there's like nothing there's like maybe a a lesser like elite enemy there but not like a big like super crazy enemy and i'm like i'm gonna come back here and there's a a point later on and there's going to be a, a thing on the bounty board to come back to this exact spot (laughs) because you look and it's just like oh this is a big wide open area (laughs) that's you know you kind of go in this you know you're going around this big old trail and doing all this stuff and then you're like oh this little kind of just clearing that's like "Mm, this is because you know know, like I, i i don't know if this happens to you but there in certain games you know, you'll be going through, and then you just, like, walk into a room, and then you just get that feeling like, this is, I'm fighting something in here. Like, there's nothing in here currently, but I know if I take two more steps, there's going to be a cutscene that happens, and something's going to bust through the ceiling, or something's going to come out from somewhere, and I'm going to have to fight something in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's uh, there's definitely potential there. And like like you said, I, I, I hope that, kind of like um, Elden Ring, um, did a pretty good job of doing that in the open world there. They had a lot of, like, caves that you can go in and, you know, you fight enemies and then you can get, you know, that would be great ways to get certain other types of materia and stuff, maybe. I don't know if they're going to do, because there wasn't really, like, crafting or anything in Remake, but I wonder if they're going to do anything like that here and kind of, you know, give you materials to gather to you know, strengthen your equipment or craft new equipment or stuff. Not like, you know, you know, I think 16 kind of, all again, also it does that in a way of like, oh, yeah, you're just, you're gathering materials and then you just, you, you know, to reinforce your equipment or, you know, you craft a new sword or a new bracelet or whatever, you know. And, like, I wonder if they're going to, if they are going to lean more towards that because you're not in, like, a major, like, metropolitan hub where it's like it would just make more sense for you to buy your stuff instead of crafting it on your own because you're in a, you know, if you're living in New York City, you're not, you know, you're not, you know, uh, tanning uh, leather from squirrels, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not, I mean, maybe you are, who knows, and live your life, but, you know, I feel like, you know, most people aren't going to be out hunting food if they live in a major metropolitan area. So maybe now that you're out in the open, maybe they'll have some more, you know, stuff that will warrant some more exploration because, I don't want it to be, because when we had talked about this previously, I had the thought of, like, I don't want it to be like 15 was, and there's just these big vacuous areas of nothing in there, and you're just kind of wandering around, Mm -hmm. and maybe you'll find something. You know, I'm not saying that they have to cram stuff into every little nook and cranny, but, 
you know, I just, I, I want, I want a reason to explore other than just like, oh, it looks nice, you know, because I mean, that I'm sure that's certainly not going to deter me, uh, <laughs> because if there's one thing I noticed, again, playing through 16, it's like, man, they, the environments in that game are fucking stellar. And from the little bit yeah. that we saw in the trailer for, for Rebirth, I'm like, I feel like they're going to do that again. So, you know, I think uh, aside from aesthetic reasons, because I'm, I'm not one of those people that will walk around and just, like, take in the worlds. I'm not really... It depends on the game. I feel like most of the time... I'm, I'm that not, guy. I'm that and, guy. Walking mechanics are actually super important to me. Yes, yes. I'm that guy. <laughs> and it's and it's funny, because playing through 16, I've noticed there were times, literally, I'm at the hideaway, and I just, like, standing, I'm standing off and, like, looking at a certain piece of scenery and I'm just like walking I'm actually walking around instead of and it's I I was almost getting upset because of how in 16 when you are in certain indoor areas or in certain like cities and stuff like that you, there, you can't sprint like you can run like you do like a jog and then you can do like a walk but you can't do anything faster than that and then sometimes just given the nature of the game, you're kind of going back and forth between NPCs for, like, side quests and things like that. So it gets mm -hmm. a little kind of like, all right, come on, let's go, sort of, in me, because I sometimes get impatient. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of the time it has actually made me want to sort of just take in the world and breathe it in and be, like, be immersed into this world. And I feel like not all the time. That doesn't happen to me all the time. Like, it depends on the game. It depends on you know, the work that they do to put into those, you know, environments and things like that. Because, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm trying to think of like the game prior, a game prior to this that, that made me feel that way. And I'm thinking like, it's not Skyrim, is it? Like, that's not really the last game that made me feel that way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to walk around and like look at everything. It's like, oh, just, you know, very nice and, you know, picturesque looking, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I mean maybe that might actually be the last time like I genuinely like took time to stop and smell the roses literally, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I hope that they do that with, with rebirth. And I don't like, I don't want to just be going from, you know, quest marker to quest marker. I don't want to feel like, you know, I, I want to be able to live. In I that will world say and experience it, you know, they don't need to do it to this degree, but this actually was one of the things Tears of the Kingdom did really, really well, is whenever I was following my mission markers, without fail, every time on the way there, there was something that hacked into my ADD and distracted me. I was like, oh, I'm going to go over here and do that thing, even though it has nothing to do with the mission I'm trying to complete. Like, I think we're fishing for something like that. You don't have to do it to the degree that Zelda games do it, but if you can tap into that, where players can be following the marker, but on the way to reaching their endpoint, there's things along the way that distract them in a good way. You yeah, know? and yeah, and it's funny because I'm thinking now and being like, okay, no, I lied. It's not Skyrim. The last time that I had that, it's Elden Ring, <laughs> and I was what you just said now made me think of Elden Ring as well because there is that sort of it had that just natural draw like everything was just kind of there and you're just like a good chunk of me playing through that game was me just sort of being like all right well this looks interesting let me just walk over here 
and then you get to a certain destination or a certain area, and you're like, oh, what's over here? And there's just, like, you know, there's, like, natural wonder and, like, wanting to just experience and see what what's behind that mm-hmm. what's over that hill what's behind that corner you know that that sort of that uh natural want of exploration that you feel in your human soul or whatever uh, <laughs> you know like i i do hope that that is something that they incorporate in there and you know when i think about it you know even remake like i remember looking at you know certain sections of remake and being like oh you know like when you're under sector seven for the first time and it's daytime and you can look up and see everything you can see the under plates and stuff like that and you know when the plate comes down and you're looking at the sunset and that whole even though at the time <laughs> the the resolution of the image wasn't necessarily the greatest but you know we can forgive it cuz the main aesthetic of the whole thing was really nice and I'm also kind of a sucker for sunsets but um you know I think I think there's a, again a lot of potential there for them, you know, because since we are now not just locked into Midgar, you know, we can have a whole thing. I wonder, is there going to be day and night time cycles? Is there going to be, you know... Oh, that's a good question. I guess there probably would be, right? Or is it going to be something that's, like, is it tied to the story? Can you, like, sleep at an inn to advance time? (laughs) Like, I mean, I would assume so, because I feel like with most open world games, there's, even if it... It, like to varying degrees of uh, severity, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like generally nowadays it's like, oh, you have the you know daytime stuff, you have nighttime stuff, and there's just you know a cycle that goes through, and like only certain people are around during the day or at night, and like I think there's a lot of stuff they could do there, and like I mean. I don't know if I would want to go to a place like the Gold Saucer during the daytime, or maybe because like going to Walmart during the daytime was like a, a like a wake up call and be like, oh, this place mm-hmm. like kind of sucks actually. <laughs> <laughs> when it's not drenched in neon lights, it kind of is not as uh, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, like you're saying, like, oh, this is just this is like any other part of the slums. Great, uh, <laughs> and it and it makes you think like, oh, there's you know a lot of. Um, you know those, those certain certain um, certain perspectives of these places. Like you know, I'm thinking, yeah, the golden saucer during the daytime probably looks kind of not appealing. I guess maybe, or who knows? Maybe it doesn't. Who, maybe they. <laughs> I would love. I honestly, I'm I'm torn. Of like, are they going to redesign the gold saucer? I would love for them to literally have, like, in how it is in OG, like, you look on the ground and they have those, the the little, whatever, the tubes that you go down or whatever for, like, oh, here's the, for the, you know, you you know what I'm talking about, those, the little, um, like, options that you could choose on the ground and then you would, you know, go to that place. I would love for them to have that there, not to serve any purpose, but just to be, Mm -hmm. like, like as a fun callback, but, um... Yeah, I uh, I think I think they could do. I think they could have like day night cycles and have certain things. You know, maybe you know. I'm, and I'm thinking about fifteen again as well, where it's like, oh, the monsters are more powerful at night, and there's you know certain if you wanted to do a little bit of grinding or something like, oh, I gotta wait until nighttime, and you know, go the the roads are perilous at night. <laughs> Best to wait till morning. The nine divines stay on the roads. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely a lot of room there for them to do things. And I wonder, the real question, I guess, is when we eventually do get, like, the high wind and we get probably, that's like a third game thing, are we, is it, are, is there going to be any flying in the high wind, do we, do we think? Or is I've it, got a feeling, or is I've it going to be feeling... just looking at a map and then fast traveling to you know, a fast travel spot. I've got a feeling something like that might have to wait for the third game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm not married to it. Like, I could give... I'm like, just happy we got Chocobos. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you know? that's... To me, like, once I saw that them in the trailer, I'm like, okay, that's that's really all I want. We're chilling. <laughs> I mean, I would love, honestly, like, a, a good middle ground here for that would be if, you know, when once we are in the high wind and everything's kind of going from that point on. Like if we fast travel, I would love for them to be like a, you know, like a do a little thing of like, all right guys, we're, we're heading off. And then, you know, you see your, you know, you see like a little like version of the high wind on the map, just going from, you know, like Indiana Jones style, just like (laughs) going across (laughs) the map and, you know, you know, you get there and it's like, all right, we're here. Now get off, (laughs) go away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really see us piloting vehicles at any point other than chocobos. If I guess you could call a chocobo a vehicle, technically, I guess, um, it's a steed. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a, a fine steed. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, there, and I'm pretty sure there was, we were, piloting submarines and shit in OG as well, so, like, I don't think we're doing any of that stuff, but maybe, I don't know, for, like, little mini-games or something, maybe, who knows? You know, they could Mm -hmm. figure, they could maybe etch something out there for that, and then extrapolate that onto something bigger later on, who knows? But, um, I think basically what it'll be like for Rebirth is, like, you have your your big, big open zones, big open areas, you can call your chocobo and dismiss them at any time, which is great. Or you could just run around, and then you have the fast travel points. You know, whatever the, the mm-hmm. chocobo uh, taxis or whatever the hell, <laughs> whatever they are. Um, and I think that'll pretty that'll probably be it. And that's fine. That's all they need. They don't really need to go any more than that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like you know exploration. That's kind of it. We, we, we want big areas with stuff in them, caves and the like. Uh, give us a reason to explore. Don't just have a big open world with nothing in it and give us no reason to do anything because then that would just be a waste of everyone's time and mm-hmm. money <laughs> on their end. Um, you know, yeah, I think, you know, we've got chocobos. What, what more needs to be said? We have chocobos. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's a I, Final Fantasy now. That was my that was like my biggest pop off moment in the trailer, aside from the team up attacks. It was like, <laughs> oh, I have five chocobos. Oh, and yeah, that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, between I mean, combat and exploration is really the extent of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think you know. There's, you know, not, like, at least from what we've seen so far, there's really not much else in terms of 
And I'm trying to think of any stuff in remake that they could improve upon. And like in terms just side of, quests. The, yeah, the side quests could be yeah, a little bit. But better. now they have more breathing room. Like at the end of the day, there wasn't much they could do because you were locked to Midgar. But now it's like you could unlock a quest in Cosmo Canyon that makes you go to Walmart. You know what I mean? So they have they have right. more creative freedom. So I'm not really worried about that. Oh yeah, and I guess that's that. I guess we could talk about. Are we gonna be going back to Midgar at any point? You think we're gonna be able to just go back? Yeah. to, to Midgar and just. Yep. Hmm. Yep, I would look how big the game is. What, like a hundred five gigs? Um, I it's think on we two will. Discs, so yeah, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess, and then because there's obviously gonna be stuff, um, you know, with the certain things that happened at the end of remake with like bigs and stuff. Like, there's 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 reasons to go back to Midgard, like ahead of when we would story wise, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and. I think, uh, you know, there's there's room there for, you know, we can go back, you know, we'd love to check up on, like, Marl and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I guess Marlene, or whoever. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, would love, I would love to go back and see all those characters there, and um, I still, I am very much 100% uh, in the mood for... Having Roche be a be a roving threat throughout the world that you could just run into at any point and you have to fight him, or I mean, now Ro- Roche and John, Roche and Johnny are going to team up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that? Didn't we? Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Roche, Johnny, and Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're all just like the goon uh, squad. Yeah, they're the the Bex badasses of this game that they just, they, they have a new gang and they just <laughs> running around and being like, oh, we want to fight you because, you know, <laughs> it's fun. And then, you know, Johnny can simp over Tifa and Kyrie can, uh, I don't know, try stealing money from us or something. Clash, clash with Yuffie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I still, I want, I, Roche needs to exist in the world somewhere. I don't. I don't even care if he's not even like a big or even a, even a small part of the story. I just want him to be there mm-hmm. because I still think that they 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 fucked up by not having him be at the um, the final chase on the expressway, or at least showing up just to not even to fight him, but to you know, I would love for him to come by and like you know. Just like a little vignette of him coming in and being like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll chop off one of the wheels of the thing or whatever. And, you know, oh, I'll see you around. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like cause he just, I don't know, like he they, he, he shows up and then he's gone and then they, no one talks about him again. And then you wonder, like, are they going to do more stuff with this character? I hope so. Like, why would you introduce a whole ass new character just to forget about him? Especially mm-hmm. one as... Uh, eccentric as him. You know, we love we love Roche on this on this channel on this podcast. <laughs> By the way, how could you not? But uh, yeah, I I still think it's great. I would love for him to be a. I would love for him to be like a vibe check character for Cloud. Like every once mm-hmm. in a while, just like oh, I just want to see how strong you're getting. And she'd be <laughs> like, oh oh my dear friend. You've come so far, but you have still much more further to go. Like, you know, that sort of... 
I would love for him to be like not like obviously he's not like rival level. He's not like Gary Oak kind of <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. you know he could be you know someone or you know would love to just you know you're fast traveling or or, or not fast traveling but you know just traveling around the world and then you know you get to a certain spot and then you just <laughs> he just shows up. So like, hey guys, like you, I would love for you to be in the middle of a fight <laughs> and then he just shows up. He's like, oh, <laughs> can I join in? And then he just starts going nuts. It reminds me a lot, if anyone out there has played um, Yakuza Kiwami, uh, which is a remake of the first game, there was a system there called Majima Everywhere, where this character Majima would just show up at random points, and it could be in the middle of a fight. He would literally pop out of sewers. He'd be under giant giant road uh, cones and shit. Uh, and I love that. I, I would love if Roche, if they literally just copied and pasted that entire system and instead of Majima, it was, it was Roche. I would, I would be t- a okay with that. You 100%. and me both, dude. You and me <laughs> both. Up, you have, have your Roche anywhere system or Roche everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> Roche <laughs> everywhere system. We love that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that might be it, honestly. I think um, that just about wraps it up. I think we I covered everything. Yeah, like, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. And obviously, you know, if we get another trailer, probably not for, like, at least until December, I would assume. Um, um I think there's a chance Tokyo Game Show in September. Maybe, yeah. I mean, because they could do, I would love for them to do, like, a... Uh, Kind of what they did with uh, 16, where they, like, oh, here's just, like, 20 minutes of gameplay, just unedited, or, you know, just, I would love to see something like that. Uh, Hopefully, maybe we get something like that, and then, of course, you know, any, any stuff like that drops, we'll be on the beat, you know, as Mm -hmm. we, as we always are, (laughs) in our random intervals that we release these episodes. But, you know, hey, we're still here, you know, Mm -hmm. after three three years <laughs> we're still we're still here still kicking somehow um but yeah man um i guess that's it unless you had anything else that you wanted to add or no i think uh i think that just about covers it we just we just want it to be uh feel like a true level up or a generational hop from remake yeah that's that's really it and i feel like uh, we will, we will be pleased with what we get because mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing, and we know that they know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, because we, we've got we've got a whole ass game as evidence to the to the fact. So I I am not concerned. I'm excited. Same. For once in my life, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I guess with that, um, we'll, we'll see you guys whenever the next one is, and be looking forward to some... We will get back to On the Way to a Smile. I know all uh, two of you out there <laughs> that are clamoring for us to get back to On the Way to a Smile, we're, we're, we're going to get back there, don't worry. Uh, we're... Just, a li- just a little bit more Rebirth Ever Crisis talk, and then we'll, uh, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah, and uh, you know, of course, with our impeccable timing, we release our Ever Crisis episode 
as we thought was going to be at the end of the beta, but was actually the end of the sign-up to the beta, so mm-hmm. there has been a bunch of footage and stuff coming out, so we'll probably do a, uh, an episode on that next time, and then we'll at some point get back to On the, on the Way to a Smile, and then after that, uh, who knows, but I'm sure you will be joining us for that either way, because, you know, we're a couple of wacky guys. We get up to wacky stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough rambling from me. Uh, I think we, we owe these people uh, a countdown and the dulcet, dulcet tones of Barry. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Man, that is blown out <laughs> on my, my uh, waveform.